Saudi Arabia and Russia announced surprise oil production cuts yesterday while China announced a ban on gallium and germanium exports to the West to escalate tensions just as the US Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen prepares to visit Beijing later this week. So stock traders were a little shaken by the news but but, but the US two-year yield just flirted with the 5% psychological mark yesterday. So welcome, this is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So I was just saying yesterday that this week's OPEC meeting with industry heads would not end up with news of further oil production cuts, but 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 Saudi Arabia and Russia just both couldn't wait the next OPEC policy meeting to announce further production cuts in oil, and they just went ahead yesterday. And Saudi said that it will actually extend a one million barrel per day cut into August and maybe toward further months, while Russia. Russia said that it will reduce its own production by half a million barrels per day. And all this and the knowledge that the oil market will tighten in the second half of this year as the world oil inventories are apparently on track to drain at a quick pace of around 2 million barrels per day. So price-wise, well, we don't see anything much really. US crude shortly tested the 50-day moving average to the upside after the news yesterday, but gains remained limited yet again there is a crowd of sellers above the $70 per barrel level still and we are just around that level this morning elsewhere well Monday came with the news that the US Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen will visit Beijing later this week but optimism regarding a potentially better relationship between the US and China just didn't last long yet again because China just imposed restrictions on exports of two important chip making metals called gallium and germanium that are actually used in the construction of electric vehicles defense and displays and who can blame the Chinese, right? It is just in the context of a cheap war that the US President Joe Biden himself started. So Chinese exporters will have to apply for licenses at their commerce ministry and report details regarding to whom they are selling their metals from well, next month. Now, the direct implication of this export ban to the West could be higher gallium and higher germanium prices in the market because these metals are not particularly rare, so that's good news. But China accounts for a very, very good part of the world's production. I mean, they actually stand for 94% of the world's gallium production. 94%. That's a lot because they actually make them cheaper than the others managed to make them. So restricting supply of these metals will undoubtedly put a positive pressure on global prices, obviously, and maybe on global inflation levels, as well as other countries that actually produce gallium, include uh, Japan and South Korea, where the production is not cheap at all, then Russia and Ukraine, where there is a war going on, and some countries that actually produce germanium, on the other hand, are Canada, Belgium, 
the US and Russia. So the first three are not cheap and Russia is in war. So you see the price span, right? Now you can't sit down there behind your screen and trade gallium or germanium, unfortunately, but you can actually buy the stocks of the companies that make these compound uh, semiconductors. And uh, these companies include Wolfspeed, for example, and NXP semiconductors, which both saw their prices boosted by the news yesterday, yesterday's trading session. Now, other than that, it was just another day of gains, though moderate gains in the US stock markets on Monday. Although the US ISM manufacturing index contracted for the eighth month in June to the weakest levels in more than three years, well, unemployment component showed contraction. So contraction unemployment is something that the Federal Reserve was certainly, certainly glad to see. And ISM prices shrank faster as well. So that's also something that the Federal Reserve is certainly very, very glad to see as well. So the S&P 500 and Nasdaq eked out small gains at yesterday's trading session as Tesla became one of the biggest gainers of the session yesterday. The stock price jumped to $284 per share and closed just a few points below my $280 price target after announcing record car sales last quarter. So that was uh, taken as a sign that Elon Musk bets of cheaper cars for enlarging as market share is working quite well so far, especially in a market that's growing exponentially at the moment. So obviously cheaper cars mean less profit for Tesla, so that's a bit of a worry. But the company actually found new revenue sources lately. As you know, in the news, it signed deals with other industry giants like GM, like Ford and like Volvo, for example, to adopt Tesla's battery charging starter. So the profits could be actually upped by these latest news. A person from the audience also pointed out that not all car makers out there share the same success rate and the same success story as Tesla and BYD because Volkswagen, for example, announced a six-week shutdown of its electric vehicle manufacturing plant in Germany. Why? Well, unfortunately, because of slumping demand for its electric vehicles. While Tesla shares have been sent to a real roller coaster ride due to, well, one, speculation around the electric car vehicles and uh, the green transition, and also Elon Musk, while Volkswagen's share price only eroded since hitting two. 252 euros back in March 2021 and will unlikely recover if the company actually fails to boost appetite for its electric vehicle segment. Now you are certainly asking in your head, is it even possible for Volkswagen to get forgotten like this? Well, you know what? Yes, it is possible. Look at Nokia. The company still exists as a telecom provider, but they don't make cell phones anymore. Anyway, that's it for uh, individual companies. In the Forex and the monetary policy spend, well, the RBA kept its rates unchanged at today's monetary policy meeting, thank God, as encouraging inflation numbers of late in Australia certainly made the Australian policymakers think twice before putting more pressure on its already shattered and suffering housing market. So the Aussie dollar sold off from an important technical range of 0 0.6670, 0 0.68 level, which includes all 50, 100 and 200 day moving averages. Now, no action from the RBA could maybe give a certain relief to the Fed hawks as well, which pushed the US two year yield to very, very close to the 5% psychological mark yesterday before American markets closed for the July 4th holiday today. And the 
probability of a 25 basis point hike and July's FOMC meeting is now at 90% which means it's almost certain but I actually expect at some point to see some buying at the short end of the US yield curve simply simply because the Federal Reserve expectations could hardly get more hawkish than their actual levels. In the foreign exchange markets, well, the US dollar remains sold and that despite the robustly hawkish Federal Reserve expectations and rising yields as a result of it. So this could be because, well, traders look past the Federal Reserve's hawkish words and comments and they simply sell the US dollar as they remain kind of focused on the risk of hawkish monetary policies and rising rates elsewhere in the world as well that make the US dollar look less attractive against other major currencies like the euro for example but 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 the euro dollar itself remains in a wait and see mode these days at about 109 level while cable remains downbeat on uh, multiple political problems that we see in the UK that also can add more trouble in the uh, British grey skies in precious metals well we see that gold traders feel actually the pain and the pinch of gradually mounting US yields these days buyers are still uh, found below the 90 hundred dollar per ounce level in hope that we are uh maybe you're nearing a top in the US yields upside trajectory, but 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 the 100-day moving average, which is near $19.45 level, will likely act as a strong resistance moving forward as even the escalation of geopolitical tensions around the world just don't give gold the attention that it deserves as a safe haven asset. We had a fake hope uh, last week and escalating tensions in the chip war since, well, last week but the price of an ounce barely reacted to any of it. Now today the US will be off due to their Independence Day holiday, but us, the rest of the world, will be just continuing to digest the latest news, the latest data, the latest Fed comments, and we'll get positioned for the FOMC minutes that are due this Wednesday and a series of US jobs data between Thursday and Friday this week. Now again, while the potential for further hawkish pricing for the Federal Reserve's monetary policy seems limited at this point because they just went ahead of themselves, well, there is a good chance of a dovish readjustment in the case of soft US jobs data. So fingers are crossed, but we are not there just yet. So this is all for today. I'm Ipeko Skardishkri and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.